The first cell phone was demonstrated in 1973 by Martin Cooper. You know what wasn't demonstrated? Shared plans. Over 50 years later, you can save on one line thanks to Visible. When you switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible, you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. No hidden fees. No, really. You can look around for them. They're not there. Switch now at Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms. Visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Beyond. Beyond. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Podcast Beyond, episode 292. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the Pride of Long Island, Colin Moriarty. Hello. Hey, how are you? I'm okay. You how shaved you? all your hair off. I did. That's crazy. That time. And then Goldfarb, too busy. He, he sunk the show yesterday. We were supposed to do the show, and then the last second, he's like, I gotta go write about Bioshock plushies. And Fuck him. And then today, also dead to us, yeah. He's, he's dead to us. So, in his place... Uh, uh, one of the most requested Podcast Beyond guests in the history of Podcast Beyond. Is that true? The Desi Arnaz to my Lucille Ball, Ooh. Ryan Altano. The WAP that won't stop. Whoa! Oh. <laughs> oh. We, got, we got Andrew Dice Clay's in the house today. You never What's know what he's going to say. I'm Italian. I can say that. Yeah, Thank you for having me on. 292 episodes. I think I was on 100 episodes ago. Mm-hmm. No one was here. Yeah, that's It wasn't even works. the same show. It was like me... Kermit the Frog, <laughs> Ryan Clements, that was it. Oh, right, I remember, I remember that, I remember that. Talk about yeah, Avatar. That's why you were never invited back. Never, never And then again. all you want to do is play your 3DS and Wii U and come <laughs> and talk about that crap. That's bullshit. You know I love my Sony products. I know, you're a good man, you're a good man. How you been? I'm great. What's happened in your life since you were last on the show? <laughs> um, I got, uh, I got older. Yeah, that happened. I actually, I don't know if we talked about this before, but I pretty much stopped playing my Xbox 360. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why that is. I'm not... I'm not a fanboy like you guys are. I don't have the same sort of allegiance. I don't go out to lunch with these guys and, you know, I have D-pads tattooed on my ass and shit like that. But I stopped playing my 360. I got sick of the controller. I got sick of the blades interface. I got sick of the sound it made when it turned on. Everything was just like, I don't want to do this anymore. So multi-platform games would come out. I'd play them on my PS3. And then I bought a Vita, which I love. So I'm allowed to be on your fucking... Show I, I don't have a D-pad tattoo, but I do have a tattoo of Dan Fortescue on my Grundle. So, really? Yeah, Sweet. that's good. Yeah, yeah, wow. no doubt about it. That's a that's a reference right there. That's <laughs> a visual you're painting, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Remember, we are eight shows away from Podcast Beyond 300 live event here in San Francisco, July 12th. Uh, we are in the final stages of locking down where we're going to be. There was a. Tempest, man. He was awesome. We have two locations we're looking at. Top One of the locations finally got back to us and said they couldn't do Friday night, so we might have to do it on Thursday or Friday afternoon. Thursday threw off some of our special guests. So we were trying to stay away from that. Plus, I know some of you have probably already booked flights for making sure you're here for the 12th. It's not an option. I didn't want to do that. So it looks like we have a place for the 12th. Looks like it. Knock on wood. So, so Greg, next week it will hopefully all be confirmed. So let me ask you this because we've been getting some questions on Twitter. Twitter.com slash whatever. 
Uh, who, who has whatever on Twitter, you think? Someone does, which That's is awesome. One. Yeah. <laughs> That's really <laughs> awesome. Um, so, can people... Are we going to start finally sending out confirmation emails? Because people are waiting to make their plans, thinking that they have to be chosen, which they do, I guess. But we still... We're not. We're whelmed with with uh, with requests. We're not. I like this. You've been saying this. Whelmed. Yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. whelmed. Mm-hmm. There's. Uh, yeah. I don't even know if that's a real word. A I'm lot sure of people send in requests, and since there's so many of you sent them in, we can't confirm anybody until we know what place we get, and thus how many people we can fit in the place. Uh, again, I I like to imagine we wouldn't have to turn anyone away, but there have been so many requests that there's an off shot that if you didn't do it on that first couple of days that we had it open, that. You're in trouble. We did get an absurd amount of requests. Yeah. By the uh, keep sending them in though. Beyond.ign.com. Yeah, yeah. Your you need, your you name, your age, right? Your, your name, email address, age, email address, phone number. I think phone number two is what I put in there. And the sister's phone number two. Subject line has to say Beyond 300 invite. If you do it any other way, then when I do it, auto search for it to drop it into the folder I need to put it in, it won't come up. They call that shit out of luck. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You screwed up. You can't follow basic. They also call that you're terrible at sending emails. Which mm. is also, very it seems like every every time we have to delay the podcast, like we had to this one. We do the podcast the next day, and then we, I talk about people, hey, I tweet about it. I Facebook about why the podcast isn't up, so don't ever ask me that question. But then, regardless, people still tweet me that question. Mm-hmm. And like, I understand a lot beyond. of things happen on Twitter. Yep. Not a lot of things happen on my Wh- Facebook. What Facebook.com slash Game Over Greg. You just go Wh- check it out. What are you doing during your day that you're not constantly checking your Twitter account anyway? I'm just saying if it's cognizant <laughs> that there's a snap in your head of, wait, where's this podcast you are going to get an answer, first off, period, because I don't respond to every everyone. If you're going to ask where the podcast is, and I've already answered it, and I've said on the podcast several times how to get the answer, you're, this is like the people who tweet me, like, just like, hey, what what did this game get, like, as a review score? It's like, you could have Googled, Googled this that answer. You, you could have Googled Some people this are just really time. bad at these things, though. Like, I got people to tweet at me, and they're like, yo, man, I don't even like that game. And I'm like, what are you talking? <laughs> you check what they're responding to. And there's no years ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. Some there. people respond or retweet things that I said like two years ago. Or like, they wow. take a tweet. They take a tweet and they cut it in half and they put quotes around it and they put my name at the end of it. Nope. There's a button for that. It's called retweet, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> but so I'm much, glad. Are we going to talk about uh, so episode 300 more, or can uh, during episode 300 can we talk about episode? 292 that we're on now. I understand we, that you've never been on a successful podcast. I, I, oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> the ComedyButton.com? I don't even know if we have that URL. <laughs> comedy button. Yeah, just go to ComedyButton.com. Yeah, see where that Slash whatever. Yeah, go listen to my show. Slash <laughs> <laughs> whatever. Who cares? Oh. You can find it on iTunes. Somewhere yeah. below Podcast Beyond on, on the most listened to podcasts. Not really. I don't think that's how that works. You're, where, where is, is it in gaming? I can't remember anymore where podcast It's in gaming. Comedy yeah. button. It's yeah. not about games. No, no, no. That's how we got away with that one. The same podcasts are always there at the top. Whenever I, I don't go, yeah. I don't listen to other podcasts. That's that's the thing that people don't know. The special sauce about podcasts, beyond, I don't listen to podcasts. Do you listen to this podcast? No. Really? Never. never. No, do you listen to this podcast? I, don't, I, don't, I see. I, I listen, listen to my own podcast. podcast. Oh, no, I don't listen. I can't do that. It's the same, it's the same reason I don't, I don't Once in a while. replay <laughs> games. Once I know the story, I don't want to replay the game. Really? Yeah. What about a game that doesn't have a good story? Then I'll play it over and over again. <laughs> what does that mean? I don't, I don't know. know. Super Mario Brothers has a shitty story. Okay, but but when I go on iTunes and I look at video game podcasts, I just want to see like, yeah. what you know what, what's hot on the streets, what's trill, what are people like you know listening to. Mm-hmm. I always see podcasts beyond and, and comedy button and a select few others there at the yeah. very top. Yeah, Giant some, other, some, other, some other garbage ones. Yeah, Rooster Teeth, I think. Giant Bomb. The goofy the thing about it is Weekend that iTunes. Confirmed. They're the way the iTunes logarithm works and stuff is about. Popularity based in how many downloads you get in a certain period of time. I think it's like a month or something. It's not like, yeah, it's not about yeah. your number as much as when it's hitting and what's happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it, yeah. So that, those things vary every day. And, yeah. 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 And thank you so much for leaving. We have a f- perfect five star rating on there, Greg. 
Uh, no, thank you so. We're, now we're fucked. Well, no, I want to say thank you for leaving your honest feedback. Uh, however, you want to do it on iTunes, we appreciate that. Yeah, keep sharing. Remember, it means a lot to us and Comedy Button if you go and uh, rate us. So mm-hmm. Make sure it you does. do that. Help us out. We're like su- super fans. You know, yeah. we're all in the same city fighting against the same bad podcasts. The same bums on the street. Yep. Honestly, just telling the same stories in different pretty much avenues yeah. <laughs> into different mics every so often. Oh, there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of crossover traffic between those two podcasts. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. Well, let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. Time for some news. Could I have the pen? Please? You should have taken. You should have had. You brought your own. You pen. know I can't do this without a pen. Uh, now we have dueling <laughs> Roper reports. It's like dueling banjos. Uh, I, I'm I, sure I, yours is worse. I did. I'm sure mine is what a Roper report should be. It's facts mm-hmm. that you I didn't bring talk a Roper about, report. Whereas, like, Cal Moriarty prepares a whole like evening news script. <laughs> do you want to play? Good evening, Tallahassee. Do you want to play? Oh. I doubt it. Or I guarantee it. No. No. Yeah, I'll play the game. All right, good. So now Colin's gonna read the news story to you, uh-huh. and then you say, "I doubt it." If you think this shouldn't have been on the Roper report, this is a stupid story. Oh, not if it's real or fake. Just if I think no, it's no. Valid Gre- the whole story comes from Colin makes Roper reports too long. Yeah, Greg thinks that a lot of things on the Roper report. I've only been doing a Roper report for what 150 episodes plus. But is that true? Yeah, no, I was still doing it for a while when we, mm. when we first got here. And then it was one before day 150. Started. I was still doing them during that point. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know I was gonna be a marriage counselor today. This is awesome. You didn't think that this ha- this is what it is every day. With <laughs> why don't you come? Why don't you come to our house sometime? I would love. At to. the house, we don't even talk. That's true. It's much nicer. Wow. <laughs> uh, there are fourteen items on the list. Okay. Uh, number one. See if you have everything I have. Mm-hmm. Okay. A source has confirmed to IGN me. Yeah. By the way. Uh, Wait, that you're the, P- the source. No, I'm the person that they confirmed it to. Okay. I didn't confirm it to myself. Okay. Uh, that the PS3 exclusive teen horror movie like game until dawn. Is still coming. Assumed to be indefinitely delayed or even canceled after not hearing about it for some time, our source tells us, quote, Until Dawn is still very much in development, end quote, and confirms that we'll be hearing more about it soon. That game is really cool looking. So I, I'm, It's going to score poorly. Uh, you think so? Yeah. They wouldn't let me play it. Yeah. yeah um, right. It was PlayStation Move enabled at the time, but when I talked to the devs when I saw it at Comic-Con, I saw an extended extended preview of it, they said that they were working on maybe getting DualShock in there because they mm-hmm. know that that's the smart yeah, move. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, but that game looks really cool. I don't know if it's going to be cool. Is, is they're going for this. Te- are you aware of uh, the Until yes. Dawn? Yeah, yes. So they're going for this teen horror movie vibe, and I think that's a that's a thin line to walk there. Like uh, you can that's, screw that. That's a weird. Quick. See, that's a weird phrase to make, and probably to everybody else in this room, because when you hear teen horror, like for us, that's horror movies that we watched when we were teens. Mm-hmm. But that has an entirely dis- different, much worse connotation now, which is Twilight. And no way. Yeah, yes. Twilight isn't considered teen horror. Yes, it Don't is. get Greg started on Twilight because he actually likes it. Not a bad. Not that's a bad fine. Series. But it's that's not, that's fine. But it's not like I'm going to Twitter, ladies and gentlemen. Follow me on Twitter at Game Over Greggy. I'll ask questions. I'm following him on Twitter. Go to Agent Pizzle. Yeah, if anything, he has too many followers. You can't follow. You can't follow both of us. <laughs> you can only follow one person. There's with a, lot, that many a lot of crossover there too. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I don't. Uh, to me, like teen horror, like teenagers now are so young, <laughs> and we're we're such old with our teenagers inside us. So to me, teen I have horror no idea was, where this is going. Teen horror was uh, like Monster Squad to me growing up. Okay, right, and, but nobody knows what the fuck Monster I, Squad. I love yeah. Monster Squad. Um, but nowadays, you know, or like uh, the Lost Boys, that's a teen horror. Sure, movie, yeah, right. But what about now? That the Lost Boys is is a relic. Nobody wants to talk about that movie for good measure. It's not very good anymore. So I think a lot of things don't now, stand up anymore. Yeah, they don't. They don't. So I understand what you're saying. The paradigm has shifted. Like yeah. I mean, I think when I think teen horror, I'm thinking like Sleepaway Camp. I'm yeah. thinking Scream. Yes. Yes. I mean, Scream, Scream. Yeah, Scream, Scream was turning it all on its head, of course. Or sure. like, I know what you did last summer. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Yep. Summer teen horror. Here's what I'm mm-hmm. tweeting. Settle a beyond argument, colon. Are the Twilight movies teen horror movies? Question mark. 
I'm not, Otherwise, I'm not, I want to make sure be. the question is there's some yeah. vampire trash. I think I don't. Yeah, think that's what I would. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't call them like teen horror movies. People are getting murdered and vampires, there's a monster chasing are you. Classic horror characters, though. But here they're not horror. They're like they live in the world. There's, that's why there's you put dudes doing their thing. It. It's like. It's like it's something you go on uh, Friday nights when you're in high school to see exactly in the, in the theater. Hope you're hoping you get a kiss on the cheek on the way out. Remember that when you go used to, to go Max to, and Irma's, get I, a like, like making moves on girls during movies. Oh, yeah. Like the amount the of best. the amount Psych of yourself up for it. Yeah, it's like <laughs> the anticipation. You execute the moves; they work. It's unbelievable. If if you pull it off, it's one of the most amazing things in the world because it's like there's some shit like Werewolf in London is happening in the background, and you're like, I'm gonna get my hand. The first three responses. <laughs> number one comes from Greg Atlas. He says, "Teen fantasy." Will Gates says no. Craig Jameson says yes. The acting is terrifying. Oh, yeah. I love that. That's, That's good. good. That's good. All right, let's. All right, number two. The show's oh. going to be four hours long. Uh, I doubt it. We're going to die. I doubt it. <laughs> I guarantee it. That's an exclusive. Number two. Kingdom Hearts HD 1.5 Remix, the PS3 exclusive collection combining HD versions of the original Kingdom Hearts and Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories, has a release date. It will be released in North America on September 10th and Europe on September 13th. It will cost $39.99. You can get an exclusive art book for pre-ordering it. A lot of people are really stoked about that game, including Ryan Clements. Um, I don't really care, yeah, but I know a lot of people do. And it, uh, surely this is uh, preparing for the new Kingdom Hearts announcement that must be yeah. coming up. I never really got into the franchise. Uh, I, love, I love me some Disney stuff, but it just... It doesn't make any sense to me. Hey, Winnie the Pooh and Carol DeVille are going to join this kid with woman's hair. They're going to fight in a tree. <laughs> and no, they got big keys. <laughs> Who cares? Kids, this kid with woman's hair. <laughs> See so, you next year. So that's that. Yep. Number three. Beyond Two Souls will get a special edition that includes premium steel packaging and ex- exclusive 30-minute scene, behind-the-scenes videos, the game soundtrack, and more. No word yet on if it'll cost extra. I assume this is like what you're just going to get when you go buy it. Yeah, for like the first five hundred thousand or something sure, like that. But. Sure, sure. The the extra thirty minutes is weird. An extra yeah. thirty minute scene. Somebody tweeted at me about that. Not offended, but like, what are they doing? Why are they doing that? And I guess I was like, I well, it'll probably work. be available as DLC. Sure. If you don't get the special edition, it's and, sort of like a webisode. You know, you don't sure. need to watch it, but it's there if you want it. Sure. Ellen Page buying shoes and like Aiden yeah. knocks down all the other shoes. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, God damn it! And they high five in the freeze frame. <laughs> <laughs> Show me that smile. <laughs> <laughs> Number four, Bethesda has revealed a new Wolfenstein game. It's called The New Water and will be released on Xbox 360, PS3, PC, PS4, and presumably the next Xbox this winter. It's developed by Machine Games, made up of folks who used to work at the Darkness developer, Starbreeze Studios. Uh, the the trailer's really cool. I fucking love Wolfenstein, so I'm really, really stoked about that. What was the last Wolfenstein game you played? Uh, the 2009 one. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, cool. I love that game. It was, like, kind of open-world-ish and... Yep. Uh, yep. You like go to that hub town, and then you can go to like different areas. I I think that Raven made that game. Raven's awesome, as we all know. They also made Singularity, Greg, and X Men. But there you go. Uh, hey, I, think... I need to block this door. Too bad this barrel's broken. Unless I rewind time on the barrel. <laughs> <laughs> now the barrel's blocking the door. Nine point five IGN. Wow, we didn't give it a nine point five. I know we should have. Number five. Electronic Arts has acquired the license for future Star Wars games from Disney. It's a multi-year exclusive agreement for global development and publishing and should be incredibly lucrative for the company. Uh, Disney shows no like signs... That's, that's the end result we got there. Oh, yeah. I mean, We're going to make a lot of people a lot of money. Well, it's, I mean, we don't really know what the, the, the plan is yet. But it's probably to make mediocre video games. Perhaps. Yeah, it makes good games. They make some bad games and some mediocre games. We'll see what happens here. Uh, yeah. Uh, surely Disney is showing no signs of stopping and completely destroying the Star Wars franchise. Let's just make more movies and video games and cartoons and all sorts of shit 
and ruin. What do you just mean? Just ruin it. Ruin it. More than it's already ruined. Oh, See, this is the thing, though. With Star Wars, there's officially there's more bad out there than good. Oh, by far. Like, so it's not even it's it's a fluke at this point that there were good Star Wars mm, things. That's, that's the way you got to look at it. Like, there's three good Star Wars things ever. Some books that don't count that Fat Baby's read. Well, I read and, those. Well, well, but I, I was a skinny baby. Were you? Oh yeah. When I'm, did you grow? <laughs> I was a late bloomer. <laughs> Um, but I mean, we've, there are more bad Star Wars movies. There's more bad Star Wars shows, comic books, like all that the stuff. The shows like, are good, though. I hear, right? I don't care about it. So, uh, Clone Wars is supposed to be excellent for, if you're a Star Wars fan. I just can't take any more of it. You don't I watch just, it. You don't consume it. But why do you care? Because it's just too much. <laughs> what is it? It doesn't even affect your life. You don't even know true. about How it. How do you know it doesn't affect my life? Because I live with you, uh, like 20 hours a day. Your life is my life. That's true. <laughs> I think some people like you. They're like. Well, I had good memories of Star Wars, and that's all that's allowed. Exactly. See, that's the and real. It's like that's you don't want you don't want all, you don't want some kid having sex with your old girlfriend. <laughs> That'd be fucked up for her because I go to prison. Yeah, that would be. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think that went through. That was good. Um, no, like it's funny. I have like I have three nephews that are like really, really, really into Star Wars. Yeah, are they, they really fucking, into your ex-girlfriend too? I hope not. They're really, really into it. and They have no context for like what it means for like you know their dad or me. Like that, like, love the original trilogy. They're like, I love, you know, Django Fett and stuff. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking they never about? You love Django blog Fett. on the internet about Greedo shooting first and how See, much that it, matters. That's the whole it's thing like... is that the Star Wars culture got all twisted up, right? Is yeah. that they had these three awesome movies and then nothing, mm-hmm. then nothing. So you, everybody was like, oh, we're, we're, we're this, we're this cult and we're awesome and blah blah. And then obviously all the, the nerds took over the world, like we all, like us, obviously. Mm-hmm. And so then, you know. You're an adult, and then they put out more stuff, and they, and then all of a sudden, it's a business. This is the same thing we talk about with video games, right? There, nobody's in it for the art anymore, man. Activision's ruining everything. <laughs> no one was ever in it for the art. It was always for the money. Yeah, of course. Of course that's, there's no doubt about that. Remember when we watched the, what was it, the People versus George Lucas? Remember we watched that? Yeah. And, you know, there's two different viewpoints of it or whatever. This is on Netflix, by the way, if you want to watch it. Uh, that, that Star Wars is basically public domain at this point, and that, like, there is such a thing as taste with it, like, that you shouldn't fuck with it. And then there are people that are like, George Lucas can do whatever he wants. He invented Star Wars, we wouldn't even have the good movies without him. Right. And he can do whatever he wants with the movies. And I fall into the latter camp, that it is obviously about money. He made it, he can fuck with whatever he wants. He can make Jabba the Hutt into, you know, a Rodian, and uh, he can... Uh, can, you, can you give him two tails? It's, yeah. it's all part of my original vision. Yeah, yeah, like, he can do whatever he wants, but, yeah. like, it doesn't mean that it doesn't suck. Exactly. You know what I mean? And that's, like, where I kind of draw the line. Like, I really love the original trilogy, and I even love the expanded universe. Timothy Zahn's books especially were awesome, you know? And, uh, you know, they just... They I read, re- I read they Tales from Jabba's Palace. Yeah, that's a great book, a great book of short stories. Uh, Boba Fett's story in that, by the way, is not canon anymore because of what happened in the second prequel. With Django Fett. Of course. Yep. Uh, we all knew that. But, and that uh, sound was all of our penises crawling back inside of Right. Oh, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. No, <laughs> woman, no woman wants to forever. touch me. No. Uh, so I'm just saying that, like, in my personal opinion, they're, like, destroying Star Wars. If you're still into it, that's totally cool. But prepare for Marvel and Disney to fucking beat this bad boy into the ground. They didn't pay that much money to, to like, just put it in a vault somewhere. Don't they're you gonna... feel like this is kind of like somebody sitting around going, like, I wish Mickey Mouse was still black and white and he was on the boat with yes. his best friend and yeah. they, would, they would kiss every now and then, but they would. Nothing bad ever happened, and yeah, ever but, since then, it's like, oh, oh, hey, guys, I'm a fucking billionaire. Took over the whole world. Ooh, that was Every five years, somebody uh, gets to meet him for the first time. The whole franchise gets rebooted every ten years. Like, yeah, but no what one, Mickey Mouse franchise are we talking about here? I mean, like, just, just, just the canonical history the of Mickey Mouse. Three circles that form his, <laughs> his face. face. 
that have created the empire that uh, now owns. I understand all what you're this. saying. I just this is a, I'm a little too close to this one. I know that's the problem. I know. It's like this Iron Man thing last night. I don't care about Iron Man. I, I went and watched the movie. I, I thought the movie was great. Sure. And then I tweeted the movie was great, and all these Marvel fanboys came out of the woodwork to tell me how wrong I was, and they did all this wrong. But people were making a good point about that on Twitter today, that we, a lot of us who enjoyed the third Batman movie, yeah. which was the best Batman movie. The uh, best of what? Of all of them. Any of the Batman movies ever made. If you ranked the third worst Batman movies, that it's the best of the third worst. Like, no, I... there with the Schumachers. Rises? Sure. Yeah, I think Rises is better than any of the the one the Kilmer whatever ones were going on in the nineties. It's falling into that bucket of bad. No, no, he no. Li- he likes it as the best Nolan Batman. No, I think they get. I think they. I think the first one, the first Nolan Batman, is really is. I think the middle one's the worst one. I like the really? I, yeah. I like the first one and the third one's better. I think Scarecrow is the best thing that ever happened in that series. By the way. So but, all right, let, let, let me ask you guys okay, this then, because okay. this goes to what happened to you last night. Do, would these people rather that they just never made an Iron Man movie? Would they? Would you rather they never made another Star Wars movie rather than just like fucking it into the ground? Yeah, I would. I would. Really? Yeah. Because so it's just never again. Uh, no. Hey, everyone forever has to go dig up your shitty old laser disc version that hasn't been touched yet. <laughs> I wish I had a laser. It doesn't disc have version. the dancing scene from Return of the Jedi screwed up. They had the Ewok song still at the end. Right. Hayden Christensen's ghost isn't. Yeah. There. Oh, that's the worst. It's the OG thing, right? You got to yeah. go out to a, a yard sale. Well, that's what's hot, though, right? What are you? T- <laughs> <laughs> see, see, this is see, this is the this is the thing. Uh-huh. I didn't take it personally. See, when we first saw episode one in 99, right? Everyone walked out of the theater. A lot of people refused to accept this, but everyone walked oh, out of the theater and was like, that was fucking awesome. Yeah. No. Like, you know what? And no one believes me. Everyone says I'm a revisionist historian on this one. But I walked out going, that was trash. And I walked in going, this is going to be trash. Really? I knew. I knew. Oh, I didn't know. I knew once I, oh, I, I saw the Happy Meal toys and the, and the characters and the action figures and the stills and the trailers, I was like, no, this ain't right. Well, not I, right. I can't say that I had that I want to see that man as a boy. I can't say I, saw, I had that kind of sports. First of all, Darth Maul had me like enamored in that movie, and he was I, in it for three seconds. I liked him. They should have never killed him. That's a whole other. That's a whole other story for another time. But I didn't take it personally until the second movie. When I saw the second movie, and I'm like, so they're gonna fuck with Boba Fett now. Now they're gonna fuck with Boba Fett. <laughs> and what they're, and what they're gonna do is they're gonna make Boba Fett a clone. Well, cause that's no, they're making him a shitty kid first. Well, yeah, but he's he's and he's like, Dad, be but, my friend. Let's but play he's catch. derived. So Jango Fett is the source of the clone army, right? Uh-huh. Right. Which makes all the stormtroopers clones. So that's first of all that ruins an entire story where like these guys have to go and get like sign up and they want to fight. So like that was like the whole story. Like when you saw like storm- the foot soldiers in the turtles cartoon, they're right? Just robots doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly. But like you always like think about the TMNT live action movie where like those dudes were in warehouses, like they all like had shitty homes. You know why they did that? Because you can't fucking cut a human being in half. <laughs> that's well, that's true. Of course not. But I'm saying, let me hear me out. All hear right. me out. Okay. So there's like a re- like you think about like these guys like you know obviously the clone army, um, you know the clone army, they're they're clones. But then they fuck with Jango Fett being the source of this, and Jango Fett's son is Boba Fett, who is just a clone of him. Yeah. So when you when you get to like the new movies, it's like this dude is just a clone, and he's the same thing as the fucking clone army. Yeah. So he's not like his own person. No, he's not and I'm like, well, that, didn't he not that, have the training of the stormtroopers? No, he didn't. The the, mental, he, was, he was brought up as like yeah, yeah, an yeah, individual, yeah. but he is the same. Like, sure. And that, like when you, so when you go watch Empire or Jedi, it's like he's just not as cool now. You know, now he's not like this dude, this Mandalore who has like this awesome armor and this backstory and all this shit. Now he's just a fucking shitty clone. You know, so not only did those movies come and, like, make their own thing, which is fine, mm-hmm. but they fucked with what was already there. And that that is what bothers me Well, about. to me, I got that with the books, though, before they even made the movies. They're like, hey, here's the Rancor. I'm like, all right, cool. Here's a fat naked guy that cries when he dies. All right, that's fine. That's weird for you to do that, but let's continue. 
Then the book <laughs> is like, oh, he found him when he was a boy. He saved him from a circus. And then the Rancor ate his shirt. That's why he's always naked or whatever. I made that part up. But then he grows up and they're best friends. And then he dies. He dies right in front of him. And it's horrible. I'm like, I didn't need to know any of that. Right? And I'm walking to work the other day. And I'm talking with Anthony Gallegos, who's the biggest Star Wars fan I know. And I'm like, why did Yoda even hide out on Dagobah? Because, like, you know, what? Because of all that swamp water, they can't find him with the Jedi powers? And he's like, no, he went there. And in that house, he killed the world's most powerful Jedi. And that created this aura that no one could ever find him. So I was like, oh, so Yoda lived on a fucking crime scene. Yeah. <laughs> Forever. Like, now scared. I can't watch those movies that mean, like, Yoda's sitting there, and there's a dead guy underneath his house. He's eating garbage out of the lake. He's eating <laughs> fish parts and frogs. Luke shows up, and he's like, Ugh! and then he dies? Well, it's a horrible story. Yeah. Yeah. That was the problem with the end of 3 when Yoda goes, Exile, I must go. Yeah. It's like, you almost fucking had him. Yeah. You had the Emperor on the ropes. Like, just go back and fight him again. And he's you like, I'm going back to the trash house. <laughs> oh, and, they, and that was the other thing. When they, gave, when they gave Yoda the lightsaber. Oh, my God. I was like... No, like, I always envisioned, first of all, I, well, there was two things. We don't really know what his race is. We saw Yaddle. We saw another one. <laughs> but, like, I always envisioned either he's, like, so old because of the Force that he's just, like, a decrepit, maybe human or another race. Or that he's so fucking powerful that he doesn't need lightsabers. And, like, I thought it would have been a cool way for them to be like, this is how he fights. He doesn't use anything. Like, he, he like, uses a different sort of Force because he's so powerful. Instead, they right. give him a shitty little lightsaber, have him jumping around the... the the prequels are fucking terrible. Yeah. They're fucking terrible. Yep. All right, let's just leave it there, Greg. Okay. Roper Report number six. I doubt it. GameStop has revealed that it will stop accepting PlayStation 2-related trade-ins as of June 1st, 2000, 2013, in anticipation of the PlayStation 4 this fall. I'm surprised they still take those. Does now. anybody else get kind of excited when they read these stories? Because they happen every couple years, and it's always just like... We're finally moving on. Yes. Yes. It feels like when they let go, that's when everyone else has to let go. And you're not allowed to be on the internet being like, I'm playing my PC. No. You have to buy the new thing now if you want to talk with everybody else about how much Microsoft sucks or whatever. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I can't believe they're still accepting them. How many... There's like 150 million of these things out there. Yeah. So where do I, they go from here? They have like a, a oh, refurbishment sure. plant. Remember we wrote... Uh, Colin Campbell wrote a story like last year about where everything goes. Oh, right, right, right. Remember, that was a really interesting story. It was a great story. feature. Yeah. Number seven. Capcom has revealed its fiscal year 2013 earnings with sales up 14.6% uh, 14 year over year. Net income is down 55.8%. Uh, Resident Evil 6 sold 4.9 million units during the fiscal year, missing projections, but Dragon's Dogma was considered a surprise hit for the company. Um, no surprise there when Resident Evil is not Resident Evil anymore. <laughs> yep. I'm surprised it sold that much. Well, that's another... That's another new generation thing there, where people are playing that game for entirely different reasons than we were. They're like, I want to kill the thing with the giant red bulb on it. And we're like, no, we want to... I want to use a typewriter. Here. We want to walk into a wall for an hour while a dog barks. <laughs> <laughs> I want to... I want to... I still love the convention, the old Resident Evil convention, of not being able to save as many times as you want. I loved that. Yeah, it's a really cool idea. I liked um, the convention of if you put something in a bin somewhere in a house it appears everywhere else in the rest of the world and including plants live plants yeah yeah like, like, you can plant here i'd be like oh man i left <laughs> i left my dinner at greg's house it's okay it's in my fridge too <laughs> <laughs> I, lo I i still love the original original resident evil with all of its quirkiness and shit it's so good finding ink ribbons and then being like you, having to leave your playstation on because you didn't have an ink ribbon or something yeah like. yeah no it's, it was really crazy it was cool like you had to actually write your story you're like ta -ta 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 -ta, in a typewriter yeah it was cool Today I killed a snake four times the size of this house. I don't know what kind of testing you're doing here. <laughs> Please sort it out. Number eight. 
Sony's having an event at Silverstone Circuit in the UK on May 15th to celebrate Gran Turismo's 15th anniversary and make a new announcement. Everyone assumes that this will be when the company shows off Gran Turismo 6. I really like that ad, by the way. Yeah, it was cool. It was really cool. Pretty know, obvious. For people who haven't seen it, yeah. The video of the 15 years of GT. The, the, uh, there's a blue cloth traped over an invisible car, and it's shaped like an invisible car. Uh, and they're like, what could it be? It's pretty cool. That's a pretty cool idea. Yeah. Mad um, Men did that. Mm-hmm. Gran Turismo 5 is the best-selling PS3 exclusive of all time by far, so I'm interested to see. Is that uh, true? Yep. So Holy crap. It's almost 10 million units. Wow. The next next is God of War 3, I think. Right? At, like, 6? Something like yeah, that. Yeah, but it's like... Are, you, are you guys into those games? Uh, Gran Turismo? Yeah. No, not at all. Yeah, me neither. People love that I shit. I can't do driving games. No, I... I'm... Except kart racers. But yeah, like, me too. Sim like, driving? I'm... No way. And the rumor is, is that it's going to be a PS3 game. Makes perfect sense. Uh, I know a lot of people are mad about that, but it's going to make perfect sense why it's going to be on PS3. I will write a PlayStation perspective on it this Friday. I remember over when, when I was over in Japan for TGS, we mm-hmm. went and visited uh, Polyphony or whatever, and like they had like the, the super nice setups for the cars. You know, yeah. you climb in, you drive them, and like I'm in it, and I'm just like in the wall, like just driving. <laughs> I can't even get it off the wall, and then everyone's just like, oh, God. They're like, you should have lowered your fender a quarter of an inch. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Where are the bananas? I mean, they they apparently I don't I don't appreciate that kind of driving game, but they apparently get it. In terms of, like, realistic driving. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, number nine. In an interview with Game Informer, Sony's Shuhei Yoshida, friend of Podcast Beyond. At YoSP on Twitter. Uh, no, I love that dude. Yeah, he's a good dude. Uh, Twitter.com. Hopefully, we'll, he'll, hopefully we'll be on Podcast Beyond at E3, too. We have to figure that out. Yeah. Uh, noted that the company never heavily considered the PlayStation 4 as an always-online console. Quote, did we ever consider it? No, we didn't consider it. The main reason being that many countries don't have robust internet connections. It makes sense for people to have internet connections to play online games. But for offline games, there are many countries that we saw that do not ha- really have robust internet. I love that story because it was like we've been reading this stupid back and forth about Microsoft's always online Xbox 720. Every other day it's a different thing. No, it's not. Yes, it is. And they, they, Tony just came out and they're like, we, we wouldn't do that. We're not retarded. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> so half the country doesn't have internet, you fucking idiots. Jeez. Yeah, for the record, I, I don't believe for one second that the new Xbox is going to be online only. Not one second do I believe that that's going to ha- that happen. There's no way they'd make a mistake like that. a half a second? Not even a half a second. Oh, wow. Not even a half a second. I will believe it when I see it. I have okay. a feeling it will be online. Always online. That would be a massive blunder. A massive blunder if they do that. The first of many. They have to know. <laughs> we'll see. Number 10. Sony has revealed a trio of new indie games set to come to their consoles. All these look really cool, by the way. Uh, Doki Doki Universe is under development by Human Nature Studios and will be coming to PS3, PS4, and Vita. Cross, cross buy, cross play maybe across all three? I don't know. Probably. They didn't say. They need a new name for that. Like, try by. Try by. <laughs> Holocom is uh, under development at Sony Santa Monica, and Honey Slug will be released on PS3, PS4, and Vita. That game looks like um, Loco Roco, kind of. Yeah. Uh, and the most promising title of the bunch, Counter Spy, which looks fucking dope. Now, the art for that game is awesome. Is under development at Dynamite, and will be released on PS3 and Vita. It's apparently a Shadow Complex-like Metroidvania game, which is very I cool. didn't even know that. Now I'm, my boner's even bigger. Don't forget about Crow Phone and Slog, Chair Slog Paper Slog. and... Knob switch, super sad. <laughs> knob <laughs> switch, <laughs> silly. Slithers. We should do a thing where we like make a, a list of like, are these real? Are these are real? These are these real, real PlayStation PlayStation games? <laughs> I like square cube. Square, I like I like knob switch the best. <laughs> Ghost done. <laughs> Number eleven. EA has revealed that 3.5 million people subscribe to its Battlefield 3 premium service, a 600,000 person increase since January. It generates 120 million dollars in revenue. That's ridiculous. That's more. Money. That's more people than most vast majority of games sell. Yeah, and they're, they're not even the top shooter. I can only imagine what Activision's Call of Duty, mm-hmm. whatever the fuck they call it, numbers are. Number twelve. EA has revealed that FIFA 13 has sold an astonishing 14.5 million copies. 
a 30% increase from last year. That's Call of Duty numbers. That's good stuff. Uh, number 13, the most important news of the week. The recent issue of Game Informer contains a bunch of new details about the upcoming PS4 game, Infamous Second Son, my most anticipated PS4 game. I assume yours as well? Correct. Yours? No. Which one is yours? Um, I like the valley with all the blue cubes in it. I was going to say, I knew that joke was coming. No, I I actually really like the, um, what's... Knack. 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 Yeah, Knack looks looks awesome. Um, In short, the main character is a 24-year-old Native American named Delson Rowe. His powers have to do with smoke, which sounds really cool. Um, And he he apparently can use things like chimneys to, like, get his power. So, like, Cole would run around whatever the fuck new Murray yeah. and use like cars and electrical poles like he can use chimneys and shit like that to get his power and apparently it's like much rarer so is, he, to... is he like British in like 1920 <laughs> 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 he's a chimney sweep <laughs> Oliver Twist why don't people just not use their fireplaces problem solved that guy's gone don't uh, smoke. Gotta, gotta stay warm. Yeah. Uh, but what I like <laughs> about it's like huffing so many cigarettes. <laughs> but, what, but what I like about it, I don't really know how exactly it works. We haven't seen the game. I'm free. We haven't seen the game in pro and you know being played yet. But it's cool. Apparently, uh, he, you have to be really careful because you don't get a lot of power. So he has this chain melee weapon that he uses too. Yeah. Um, which is kind of like the amp. The game takes place in Seattle, so it's the first time that it's a real city, not a city name. You know, modeled after a city. Um, and this is a spoiler, so you have two seconds to turn this off. The game assumes that the good ending of Infamous 2 is canon. So, huh. um, so you played it, right? Yes. So Cole dies, right, at the end of, of the good ending. Yeah. And Cole is dead in, in Infamous Second Son. If you do the bad ending of Infamous 2, then he becomes the beast, right? Yeah. And we assume that that could be a whole other game. It would actually be cool if they did, like, an alternate history Vita version where, sure, he, where sure. Cole becomes yeah. the beast. So that's uh, that's exciting. I'm very yeah. excited about it. I don't know how they're going to write their way out of it, so it'll be interesting. You're, yeah, that's they're going really to have to... They're, well, they're going to have to explain to everybody that didn't finish 2 that they should have finished 2 because here's what's happening. Yeah, because, well, the beginning of the game, um, Delson sees, like, so uh, apparently the the remaining conduits are, like, enemies of the state. They're known as bioterrorists in the, in the game. And the government is transporting them in the beginning of Second Son, and the transport, like, gets knocked off. Like, we don't know what happens, but something happens. Delson goes to, like, drag a body out, like, help them out, and his mm-hmm. powers turn on. Um, and he, he figures out that he's like, you know, he's a conduit. Yeah. So I don't know, like, there's probably a backstory that's like Cole did all this shit and because of Cole, everyone hates the conduits because that's really like what the moral of the story is. Well, sure, um, yeah, that's, but that's what they need to write. Like the good ending was Cole activating and killing every conduit, even the unactivated ones. If you had the gene, people were dropping all over the world. They showed like people in like tribes in Africa, right? Just down or whatever. It's, so it doesn't make any sense, but I'm sure they'll write around it or like they talk about just start fresh and not really Worry about too that. much. Not really getting to the minutiae of what happened. Yeah, they like, have to kind of though. Maybe it'll be dead drops or something that explains it. Sure, because, sure. Um, yeah, because he, he they do say like it killed everyone. Um, also, he, I'll put it out there now. My prediction is that Cole will appear in this game. You so you will, don't think he's dead? He will not be dead. He will at the very end pop up. He'll be a villain or something. I mean, like he'll be somehow involved. Guess. After the end credit sequence, Delson's like you know whatever the hell on, on the road doing his next thing. I mean, he'll run into Cole. That'd be cool. Yeah, uh, maybe he's the smoke man. Maybe he is the smoke man. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> what uh, what's cool about this, too, is that they figured out, at least according to this, the Game Informer story, Sucker Punch examined the trophies of the game and figured out the way most people played and made that canon. So, like, they... So most people played good? Yeah. Um, so it would have been interesting to see if, like, they had to kind of make the other decision. Did they talk in this article about uh, if the good, if it's your choice is back, are you... Going back, they say that there are choices, but what would be interesting is if it derives if it if you can somehow transfer your PS3 data, sure, um, Mm. to PS4 as well. And I'm interested in the smoke stuff as far as like uh, they're saying right now that it's going to be this uh, 
you know, a harder currency to come by than electricity, but that doesn't sound like fun. Don't give me a superpower game where I can't use superpowers. Right? Yeah, that's true. Would you rather have so, like, electrical think, powers yeah. in a city where it's constantly raining? Yeah, sure. <laughs> but but what I'm point. saying is I bet it's not as rare as they think it is. I yeah, yeah, much. that's probably true. And it's not his only power. So, like they said, they were, they're not ready to talk about the other powers, they said, but there will be other powers. So, kind of like Infamous 2 with uh, fire and ice in addition to the electricity. I'm sure that they'll give Delson something else You're to You're probably on. just exploding a lot of things. Making cars blow up, making cities blow up. Cool. I'm excited, man. I, I I think the infamous games are so good. Me too. Gameplay uh, wise, so so tight, so yeah, much yeah, fun they're to play. so much fun to just like fly around yeah. that city and just do whatever you want. I agree, and I'm glad that they're returning to it. I was getting scared that they weren't going to do it. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it was probably up to them too. I'm sure Sony didn't be like, we need more infamous because those games don't sell great. They yeah. sell well. Yeah, a couple million, probably a few million. Um, finally, this is just a brief story we did post. Uh, a, a, a listener, I just wanted to tell the listeners how powerful they can be. Powerful listeners. The oh, power of listeners. A listener of Podcast Beyond sent us two interesting screenshots today from a Naughty Dog trailer um, outlining the development of The Last of Us and what, what they think in the background might be characters from the next Naughty Dog game, presumably on PlayStation 4. We ran the story. The story is killing, absolutely murdering on IGN right now. Uh, people over the internet are reading it. So I just wanted to tell people to go check that story out, but also realize that, like, if you see something cool, you can always send it to us. We get it up there. We get your name out there. And, of course, you know, a cool story ends up on IGN. So Email us at beyond at IGN.com. Indeed. Just like James did. James says, I just read your article about the little tidbit a fellow Beyonder discovered in Naughty Dog's dev diary. Based off the fact that picture shows someone wearing 17th century style clothing, my immediate thought, is that it could be an Uncharted game where you get to play as Sir Francis Drake, the fabled explorer that our Drake is always trying to imitate. Or maybe The Last of Us That'd be cool. has a cross. That'd be really cool. Yeah, right. Um, it would be cool if Drake can go back in time. Oh, yes. No, what I, I see them doing, <laughs> I don't see them doing either of those things. That What they'll do is in Uncharted 4, they'll have like a, a flashback sequence. Just like they mm. did in Uncharted 3 where you play as Drake when he's a kid, but it'll be his great-grandfather. And by the way, I just let you know, so Greg made a great point. To, to your point about Drake as a kid, mm-hmm. we did a PlayStation conversation today about this. Greg made a good point that Naughty Dog doesn't make stupid mistakes like this. Yeah. Which m- leads us to believe that this could just be Last of Us assets, but I just don't understand how that po- that motif possibly fits in. Mm-hmm. And the, the Drake as a kid in Uncharted 3 is a great point because no one leaked that. Yeah. I remember when we played that, I was like, what? Yeah. The first time this the camera awesome. like, it, it, it went, went from dark to light, and you're like, there's this kid standing in the street, and you're like, I'm controlling him. And you're yeah. like, oh shit. Nathan Drake, age 12. It was awesome. Like, yeah, I can't believe that that's really secret. cool. I yeah. mean, this was, uh, if you weren't following, you know, it's an official dev diary put out by Sony that Naughty Dog went over, I'm sure, with a fine-tooth comb. Yeah. And the fact that, like, you're telling me that no one saw that or thought about that. Also, in the video, uh, we have another email here that a lot of people pointed out when the video first posted, but that uh, Nolan North is in in one of the shots. He's at a guy's desk looking over his shoulder, like, talking to him. Oh, really? And people flipped out, like, it's Uncharted 4. And when that was the only thing coming out of the video, what I said was, sure, it's possible. But then again, Nolan North lives in L.A., and they're based in L.A., and he's been working with them for three games, six years. He also was there probably to do the voice of a gun or something. Exactly. I mean, he's just, they're just just friends. Like, they swing by for lunch and stuff. It doesn't mean that necessarily it's Uncharted 4, it's that the other... That was my takeaway, but then yeah, you I, see I, this no, stuff I really like your guys' points about their their leaks being sort of not and actually being deliberate. Like even with the uh, the Last of Us, like being leaked in the newspaper and Uncharted. Yeah, right, that was right, brilliant. Right, right, like right, a right. little thing, yeah. and no one caught it. And months later, it's like oh, it was right in front of us the whole time. I love stuff like that. That's really and, cool. Yeah, well, kind of like Batman, right? Like yeah. Ar- one Arkham Asylum had the Arkham City thing when you blew yep, up that wall yep. that you never knew to blew up. That yep. was awesome. Yeah, stuff like that is why I put video games. So I, I would be. 
I'd be shocked if Uncharted Four wasn't at E3. Shocked. Yeah, I, I think my I, prediction forever that yeah they they'll show like they'll act. just show the logo or something. I think they'll have a trailer. I think they'll have a trailer ready to go when it's time for hey this is the PlayStation Four. Blah, blah, blah. These are the great things that are coming for it. Yeah, I, I think... So, There's two. I have two thoughts. Like, first of all, Uncharted's not dead. Like, I, I still think I Sony know. Ben's going to do another Vita game, and... Agreed with that, yeah. I, I'm just... I'm, what I'm starting to wonder is if Naughty Dog will do another Uncharted game. Like, Naughty Dog doesn't own Uncharted. Sony does, and Sony owns the studio, so they have to work on what they want to, but Naughty Dog could do something else, and yeah. someone else could do Uncharted. Um, like, a, a second-party studio can do Uncharted. See, um, this is where we are, though. I think that a few years ago, we saw Uncharted 2. Like, Uncharted 1 was... It was fine, right? And it was enjoyable. It was fine. IGN.com. <laughs> but Uncharted 2 was like, this is a franchise to fuck It was with. a huge step And Uncharted up. 3 was like, okay, this is a thing that's here forever now. Like, this is this is a Halo. This is a Super Mario. And when we saw the Uncharted 3 debut at E3 two years ago, that whole fire, like, house on fire scene. Right. And it was just, like, huge. It was one of the best things Sony had ever done at a press conference. They probably saw the reaction to that and were like, this is a thing now. I mean, we're at the point where you can see a logo that just says... Uncharted 4, and that's all you need. And Nintendo knows they can do that with Smash Brothers. Right. Microsoft knows they can do that with Halo. And I don't think Sony really had that until Uncharted 3. And now, and yeah, the Vita was sort of the Vita one was sort of like a fun sidestep for mm-hmm. everything. I don't think it made the franchise better or worse. I think I'm glad that it, it exists. It was fun. But you're at the point now where you can just say Uncharted 4, PlayStation 4. And pff, goodbye. That's all you need to do. Yeah, that's what we keep talking about in terms of what Sony's strategy was coming out of the blocks, right? Is that they had this conference that got gamers, core gamers, PlayStation gamers, super excited, and yeah. it got developers excited. And then, but when you step back and you try to talk to somebody who's not into it, like, oh, what did they show you? Like, uh, Infamous. Yeah. You know what I mean, like, these yeah. aren't games that are going to sell systems. So they do that. That's their first shot. Microsoft comes out on May twenty first and has their giant moment, and they say, "Here's the next gears, or here's this, or here's what the system looks like, or some giant headline ceiling move." And then E three comes, and Sony goes, "Awesome! Here's God of War four and Uncharted four, and like yeah. all these things that sell systems that people will buy this machine for to get it. You're not going to buy this machine for Killzone. No, no, you're not. I, I felt the same exact way. I was talking to people who like play games casually after the the PlayStation four reveal, and I was just like, "Oh man, it's got um." You can graphics, share, you can share you can, you video, can send YouTube videos of your games, and they're like, "Well, what? What am I going to play on it?" And I'm like, "Um, you'll see. Not your old stuff. Yeah, your <laughs> stuff's better, but you'll see in a few months." But I honestly, I think, I think Microsoft's going to come out. They're going to be like, "We're taking over the living room, guys. You can watch Sons of Anarchy like anywhere you poop." And we'll be like, okay, cool. <laughs> oh, also, there's a new Halo. This time, you get to see Master Chief's hand. And I'm like, oh, well, all right. They'll be like, and we got another Viva Pinata because there's a couple girls out there that like us. Do we cover all the bases? Good night, guys. And Sony's going to be like, all right, well, uh, we gave you half a reveal already. Here's the second half. Fuck you. Yeah, here's the console. Yeah. You know, like, we don't know what the console even looks like. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And I'm still interested about the rumors that were circulating for a long time that Sony's going to have another event this month. Um, I think that might be the event that's happening in Brazil, um, which has nothing to do with any new announcements. Mm -hmm. So I think they're announcing the PS3. Well, I think well. So there was an interesting story. What was it? I didn't. We didn't write it yet. I, I only saw it in a cursory way. Something about the PS3 being manufactured down there. Did, did you guys see this? I didn't see that. No. I'm gonna have to look into. I this know one. that they are they're eons behind our console cycle in Brazil. They are, but Sony's a huge. Uh, Brazil's a huge emerging market for PlayStation. Right. Um, and they're like laser targeting it, um, which is smart. Um, you know, as as there's more disposable income and all that kind of yep. stuff, people are buying yep. these things. Um, here's one wild card about what Naughty Dog might be doing though. That that. And people brought this up, and I think this is a good point. So what came to my mind first when I saw this, too? Uh, Sony trademarked that name. We talked about it on the video, Greg. Uh, yeah. The Order 1886. This is a game. We don't know, like, what it is yet. And people assume it's Gorilla Games. 
new project that's not Killzone because they're finally not going to do a Killzone mm-hmm. game after this. Um, and the 1886 number is especially interesting because that indicates it takes place in the 19th century. These guys have old school garb on, so maybe it's Naughty Dog's game. I don't know. Just something to think that's about. An, that's, I, I never sure. stood the gorilla guess, but that makes more sense. I mean, you guess anything, right? It's interesting. Yeah. That, that'd be very, very interesting. Yeah. And it would be crazy if, if Naughty Dog's PS4 reveal at, at E3 was The Order 1886. It wasn't even Uncharted. Mm-hmm. Or that it's Uncharted for The Order 1886 or something like that. Right. You know? I don't know. Uh, let's go over everything Colin Moriarty's shoddy Roper Report missed in, in lieu of telling you about old knob switch and everything other goddamn Old knob game. switch. Uh, real quick, the last, of us ending, <laughs> the last of Us ending has been leaked. Be careful when you're reading comments. Be careful when you're doing anything. It, How did that happen? Uh, the demo version of the game released with God of War Ascension. Oh, right, right, there was a list of cutscene names hidden away within the code, which d- dedicated people have cracked open. They contain strong allusions to the game's ending. So it's kind of like when, spoilers for Harry Potter... When when that book came out, everybody would go in chat rooms and be like, Dumbledore dies on page 260-whatever. Yep. Such a dick move. I know. Uh, it also just reminds me, not in a, in, a, in a way that has to do with the narrative, but the same thing happened with All-Stars. I do love right. that we just spent yeah. the last 10 minutes talking about how all of Naughty Dog's leaks are very intentional and protected. And it's just like, oh, it's, also... Uh, it's not... Yeah, that's true, I guess. <laughs> it's not tr- that they're... I think they're protecting their leaks, or that I just don't think that they... So so many people look at it. Naughty Dog is such a attention to detail company. I yeah. can't imagine that they were like, oh hey, there's no no one's like that's Nolan North, and no one's like, hey, that's the yeah. guy from sixteen sixteen over there chilling out, <laughs> breathing some fire. Yeah, I mean, and look, we play games early, and we know things before most people do. But if you're one of those kids that makes your life going on on the internet and ruining the fun for everybody else before they get to do something, like you're just the worst. And I know people tell you that all the time, but you're actually really the fucking worst. Yeah, and I don't even care. I know shit before you do. I could fuck your whole shit up before you even wake up. You wake up, I could be like, guess what? This guy dies. You didn't even know they were making that game yet. I've seen that game. You don't even know it fucking exists. I would fucking destroy you before you even start your fucking day. It's a lot of anger. Yeah, but I feel so. Don't spoil I, shit. No, I, feel, I feel you. I, I feel that in the sense that, like, we do play games. You know, like we'll we'll have played and beaten The Last of Us seventeen times before that game comes out uh, in stores, and we could ruin it. But why would we do that? Like, that's just mean. And I think Ashley Johnson's tweet uh, yeah. about it was really apt. Where she's like, "Why yeah. do people do it? Like, are they just trying to be jerks? Like, exactly. what is the point? What is the point? What do you get exactly. out of it? Yeah, you, what just, you get I, out of it I is I bad fucking take karma. My power and destroy these kids. Like, I I, I saw a demo for a game yesterday. It doesn't come out till this fall. We've only seen five minutes of it so far. I saw 35 minutes of it. 35 minutes. I know that game inside and out. I know about modes they didn't even talk about. I know about hidden secrets and hidden trailers that everyone's seen already that I, I can now see again with my own eyes. I want to go to your house and just fucking ruin you. Like, you're I telling wanna... me you know how many levels are in Knob Switch. Yes, Knob Switch. <laughs> Knob Switch <laughs> is the new game from Sony Santa Monica. Bless you. The God it's of War just, You know, it's just one of those things. Like... <laughs> Exactly. Bless you. Oh, man, that, one, that would hurt. I'm going to need some... Good. I mean, I, <laughs> <laughs> you got your that should be my new thing. Like, and I don't want to ruin it for everybody else. I just want to ruin it for that one kid that wants to ruin it for everybody mm, else. I hear I'm you. like, guess what? Your mom dies next year. <laughs> you know how I found that That's out? Good. That's good. I like that one. <laughs> how did you find that out? I don't know how I found that out. <laughs> uh, Batgirl is Injustice DLC... No, that's not important. Borderlands. Oh, yeah, right, but you're fucking other dumb games. Uh, Bo- I, I wonder, I wonder Borderlands who would... Ca- you're ex- you're, you're going to put Injustice up against Knob Switch. You think that the Podcast Beyond... Oh, yeah, I'm not saying that people don't like Injustice or DC Comics that listen to to Podcast Beyond. But you're going to tell me that they're more interested in Injustice DLC than three new Vita, PS4, and PS3 games. You're really going to say that? Yeah. 
All right. Borderlands uh, 2 Psycho Class arrives on May 14th, $10. <laughs> it's not part of the season pass, which is stupid. Ubisoft uh, had taken back the Assassin's Creed creator and their acquisitions from THQ. Then they just fired him again, which is yeah. Wait, awesome hold on. Story. Go back to the Borderlands thing. So they're selling DLC that isn't part of the season pass? Correct. The season pass is now done. You, you, they've had so much DLC that was all part of the season pass. Now the Psycho Class that arrives in May. Got it. Not part of the season So what, what is a season to these guys then? Six we're in season two now of Borderlands yeah, DLC. We're in this, this is this new era now where you're like, well, now I'm going to buy this video game and it's going to give me more video games forever if I give them more money. Nope, that runs out. And then you got to do that again. <laughs> in right. the E3 PlayStation press conference is Monday, June 10th, 6 p.m. That's finally making it. We'll be there. Pacific Standard. Colin, mm. what came to stores this week? Uh, I have no idea. Well, Did I'll look talk? at the official IGN list of upcoming PlayStation software on all three platforms by the IGN editors. Nothing in stores. Uh, but <laughs> if you go if you go on that online stuff, there's a whole bunch of junk. Uh, PlayStation 2 Classics, Fatal Frame 2, PS1 Classics. Strap on your freaking yeah. Try to say these. these Moto Trump Shiyoyo. Then you got Zero Kara No Mahjong Mahjong Tamo Dash Gummy Two. Why did they dash Takey E Ico? Now hold on, hold on. Whatever money it cost them to do that, where they put that game out. Was not worth it. They're not, they're not making that money See, back. I, I don't want to say I that, but this. they also released Zero Kara no Shogi Shogi Yugi oh, no I mean, Dash Gummy. Oh my God, and then PlayStation Plus that. gets Sleeping Dogs for free, 25% yeah. off Pop on you. That's huge, the Sleeping Dogs. Like, there is nothing. This is one of the worst updates I've ever seen. Uh, there's no PSN games, no Vita games, no retail games. Um, also, quick too, since we are the number one Injustice podcast, uh, Lobo DLC not available. Yeah, I'm sure. Still. I'm sure more people care about that than they do about new Vita games. <laughs> Uh, no doubt about it. A whole knob switch. Everybody cares knob about Knob switch it. from Sony. Right Sony now, Monica. listeners who care so much about those games, tell me the three games again. Recite them to yourself in the car. Exactly. You don't fucking care. Lobo no Gachu, the Mahjong <laughs> 2, um, Batgirl. <laughs> so I'm going to say about these PS1, these Japanese import PS1 classics, when they started them in 2010 or 2011. Weird like, word to put at the end of that sentence, by the way. What? These are not classics. They are just oh, old that's what they Well, they them. are. That's what they call them. It's, okay. It, it, that's what the story I know. I know, that, I know that's what they call them. I play my PlayStation, Colin, but these are not classics. No, well, they might be in Japan, I guess, is the point I'm making. But when, they, when I think Monkey Paw Games or some like some small developer or publisher is like, putting these games out. When they first did it, I'm like, there's no way they keep doing this because they can't be making money on them, but they keep doing it. Yeah. So they are making money on it because... They don't translate them, so they're just getting the they're just getting the rights to them, and then they have to probably submit ESRB ratings, and that's it. So that costs like what five thousand dollars, you know? Whatever. Is it one of those things where Sony can be like, "Oh, we have three hundred fifty flavors of ice cream"? Yeah, like, it might be something suck. to do with that. But they might. There's like a contingent of people that buy that shit. There are people, a lot of hardcore PlayStation audiences that have different accounts in different regions, mm-hmm. so they can download certain shit from you know people download shit from the Japanese store all the time. You know, uh, so maybe it's just something to do with that as well. Colin. Yeah. Let's talk about a game people do care about. That have fat dragon's crown. Ho Hokum? Oh. Ho Hokum? Uh let's talk about Dragon's Crown. Yes. You played it. I have. You are quite high on it. Oh my god, very high. Tell on give everybody a quick synopsis of what the hell's going on with this Dragon's Crown. So Dragon's Crown is a Vita and PS3 game from Vanillaware. Uh mm-hmm. Vanillaware is the studio that did Odin Sphere and Muramasa. Um it's a beautiful game. It's an action RPG side scrolling. Um we're I'm really one of the only people I think outside of the studio have ever played it. So far, we had an our, our exclusive preview up uh, this week, um, and it's really, really, really fun. Like, undeniably fun. Yeah. And I really think that if the game is as good as it was in that preview, um, they kind it wasn't, like, only a preview build. I think it was a very full build, and they, like, kind of took it away from me when I was getting to certain points, so, like, I could only see certain things. Um, 
if it's gonna if it's if it, if that previews any indication, you should be very excited about Dragon. It sounds Star. like the game I've been waiting for for my Vita, right? A really meaty RPG, but actiony. It's not like I'm getting. It's caught. like Golden Axe. Yeah, exactly. That sounds like fun. See, now I'm listening. Yeah, Brian loves classic games. Yeah, so it's like Golden Axe. Real it, classic games. Like you, so you start out first of all. Like I, I point out in the article, is a, a really brilliant stage select or character select screen where the the six characters are sitting around a table drinking ale and eating. Um, and like we do. Yeah, exactly. And each character, um, you know, you have like the fighter and the sorceress and the wizard. Um, it's also like each character has its own move set, his or her own move set, and, and skills and strengths and weaknesses. But it's also like a de facto difficulty system, which I think is really, really clever. So like, if you play as a fighter, that's like the novice. Uh, if you play as a sorceress, that's like the expert. Mm, that's interesting. Um, and so you select your character. You go into this hub town. So wait, you make the guy leave the cool party where he's eating and drinking. And so you go, go fuck shit up. Hundred hour RPG yeah, instead. He wants to go fuck shit up. That sucks. So you you go into this. I, I think there's multiple towns, but you go into this hub town. It reminds me a lot of like Zelda Two or Faxanadu, like where it's it's a side scrolling town. Yep. The art is beautiful. You can like fuck with the townspeople. Like one guy's like carrying apples. You can like punch them out of his hand if you want. Show like that. It's like really funny. Like attention to detail. Really cool. Then you're arrested. <laughs> you go to this world map. You select which stages you go to, and then you go to these side-scrolling stages where you fight like these really beautifully drawn enemies. Um, and there are secrets to find and treasures to find, and you level up your enemy, your characters, and all these things. It's really, it's really, really fun. Um, from what I played, and I, I'm like so so excited about it. I was telling someone I'm like marginally more excited about this game than I am about like The Last of Us. I think this game really? is yeah. I think this game is like this it, is what I was. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, I was just saying. I thought. just think this game like has the potential to be like like bonkers fun. Like I hope it's as good as the preview indicates. We're in this weird place right now where I think it's the new idea or the nice packet. Like you know what I mean? Like there's certain. It's not even so much like The Last of Us. I know exactly what I'm getting without knowing much about the game. An awesome story. The gameplay is going to be really cool. It's going to last me about ten hours, and I'm going to be done with it. And I'm going to put it on the shelf like any of you yep. know any other game, which is fine. But like this one is exciting because like man, hundreds of hours of this awesome action RPG where I can just sit down and play this and do it cross cross save, do all my things, take it on the train, take it on the high, you know, switch these different characters around. And then for me, I tweeted the other day that I'm really really excited for State of Decay, which is an Xbox Live game. But it's the same thing, right? Of like here you're in this zombie world and you're just out to survive, and it's like just go. Yep. Play as long as you want. Try to survive. Yep. Make this commune. And do, it's like, that's a cool idea, right? And I like the idea of investing in that world and doing something with it. Yeah, and I think the beauty of Dragon's Crown in particular is that it's on PS3 and it's on Vita. Mm-hmm. You have to buy the game separately. Um, and they a do- big deal for you? No. Not, not for a game like this. Now, we complain about MLB The Show not being cross-play and cross, or cross-buy, rather. Uh-huh. And I think it's a similar thing, like, where these are retail games. Like, this is a retail game, you know? And I think the, the PS3 version and the Vita version won't both cost... $60 or $50 or whatever. I think they're both cheaper. Yeah. Um, but they do talk to each other in terms of saves. So you can send your save to the cloud and then download it on the other one, but they don't talk to each other in terms of online play. So the PS3 people will only be able to play on PS3 and Vita people will only be able to play on Vita. But the game encourages you to play as these different classes. Yeah, there's multiple save slots. Um, and what I really liked about it was the, the loot system where you find weapons and armor and all this treasure in the environments, but you don't know what you have until you have it. You have to, like, everything gets a class, like uh, a classification, like A or B or whatever. You have to decide if you want to spend the money to get it appraised, and then you figure out what you have. Um, it's just, like, one of those, like, deep games, and it's hard. It's a really hard game. Yeah. Um, the AI is, I think, pretty clever. The game feels really good. Uh, I played on Vita and PS3. Um, it's something, it's, it's a game absolutely should be on your radar. Mitch Absolutely. writes in to beyond at IGN.com, and he says, Just read Collins preview Dragon's Crown, and I can't wait to get my hands on it. I do have a couple of quick questions, though. First, how does leveling up work? Um, they weren't really clear about a lot of the stuff. So we didn't get, like, a, a full breakdown of uh, specific leveling. We know that, like like any RPG, like a D&D game, 
you have your strength and your magic and your dexterity and your luck and your constitution and all that stuff, and you're building that stuff up. So those stats do build. I never know what half of those things mean, by the way. Con- well, like constitution. Constitution is, <laughs> is your defense. Okay. Um, Let me just say that. Like luck is like, you know, enemy drops and shit like that. Um, you know, constitution is more health-based than like literal defense. See, now I'm lost again. Continue. But, yeah, stamina, speed. Um, so that's cool. Like, so that, that levels up in that way. The games, yeah. the enemies do scale, um, which a lot, some people are not pleased about. Um, I think that's fine. I like it's fine too. Mitch um, also says, you mentioned replay a number of times. Does it have a new game plus mode? Do you know yet? Oh, I have no idea. Yeah, we won't know that for a while. Probably not to review. Brian, 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 Brian. Patrick writes into beyond.igene.com. Hi. He says beyond. Beyond. <laughs> do you guys think that there are, um, do you guys think that there will be any GTAs made for the Vita? If a PSP could handle one, the Vita definitely can. Well, yeah, Patrick, the Vita can handle one. That's not the p- question. Yeah. The question is, is it in Rockstar's best interest to make money as a company to put it on a Vita? And I have to answer right now, no. No, there's no way. They would have to be paid a lot of money to do that. They would do it if the price was right. That being said, I would absolutely love to see a sequel to Chinatown Wars done on the Oh, my God. That'd be cool. Can you imagine? Something top-down. so good. Yeah, it was really, really good. And something top-down, just gorgeous, and um, on that beautiful, beautiful screen. Um, I wouldn't worry about trying to replicate whatever they're doing with 5 on a smaller screen. I think that, like, the disparity between those two systems is – what they're doing with 5 is practically – it looks like a next-gen game. And they're yeah. doing it at the end of this console cycle. So for them to just up and go, hey, let's make a Vita game too, doesn't make sense. But I think getting a smaller team together, doing a sequel to Chinatown Wars, something top-down, the drug trafficking system in that game was fucking awesome. Um, the art style was really cool. I mean, you're not even on a DS anymore, so you are not you don't have to be stuck making it cel-shaded. You could do a lot more with the Vita's graphics. So yeah, a sequel to Chinatown Wars, that's what I want. I think that'd be the smartest move for them. Just any open-world game would be cool. What I'm starting, right, to, right. What I'm starting to think about is... is <clears throat> I'm starting to get the inkling that an infamous Vita game is going to come. Like, I really, I really, we've, we've been saying that for. I know, but I'm, I think it's going to be soon. I think they're going to show it at E3. I, I mean, I, I think we'll save it for our E3 predictions, I guess. But I feel like another studio will do an infamous game on Vita. There's my the reason I say that is because why stress Cole so much in PlayStation All Stars, if not for this other infamous game that has nothing to do with him? Yeah, on PS4 because they got six characters into that game and they're like. Well, we're out. Well, they could have been <laughs> I, mean, I mean, to be fair, they definitely could have because Cole was designed originally to use both powers. Right. So they 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 could have used someone else. There's something about that that doesn't strike me as right. Well, yeah, we said from that and then from uh, Street Fighter Cross Tekken, right, that they were investing in saying that Cole's one of our, you know, Nathan Drake's. He's one of our faces of the company. Yeah, it's it's, and now, me, it's, oh, it's one of those like you know, <laughs> horse and cart type of things where it's like. Well, uh, there's not a lot of people that own a Vita, so would it be worth us making this game for them? But if we made this game for them, there would be a lot more, a lot more people, people that own it. Vita. Same, it's the same thing with EA and Madden last yeah, year, right? Yeah. It's like, we're not going to support it until we're sure if it's going to do well. And it's like, it's not going to do well if you don't support it. Exactly. Like, this is a chicken exactly. and egg kind of thing. And we use in the same situation, although far, far worse right now. Oh, yeah. Obviously. No doubt. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Daniel writes in. He says, with access to every game, do you guys have a pile of shame? Games you want to finish but don't have time for? Oh, yeah. If so, what's in it now? I've got over 30 games I'm trying to finish before PS4, but right now it's Far Cry 3, Sleeping Dogs, and Mass Effect 1. Yeah, my... Yeah. It's insurmountable. I came to the conclusion recently that it, there's just... There are games where I'm just like, I'm never going to play this game. Never in a million yeah, years am I going to play this game. I mean, we have this weird problem that I think most people who have Netflix have when they're watching a movie where nowadays you can watch two minutes of a movie and be like, no, and back out. But yeah. when we were kids... 
you bought a game, you had to love that game. When you rented a game, you had that game for three days or two days, you had to love that game. You didn't just play the first five minutes of, you know, at some crappy NES game. And Deadly, go, Towers. Deadly Towers. Deadly oh, Towers. I was talking about Deadly Towers. God. Yeah. And then, and then <laughs> like, <laughs> oh my that game God. is fucking so, awful. So, I mean, that still happens now where we get copies of games at work. I bring them home and I can't, I'm like, I can't wait to play it. And then yeah. Tomb Raider comes out and I'm like, this grips me for a weekend. And then Bioshock comes out. It's got me for a whole weekend. And then I look back and I'm like, sleeping dogs. Fuck. Yeah. I got an hour into you. I enjoyed it. It's not that I hate it. It's just that something else grabbed me and pulled me away. Yeah. You know, I hear we're fighting with being adults too, and then watching TV shows and paying bills and all this other crap. Right. So yeah, yeah, yeah. There, are, yeah, there are games I know I would even adore that I'm like, I just, I can't. I don't, I'm sorry, I don't have time for you. you yeah, know? like I think Starhawk was a good example of that, or Twisted Metal, where Twisted I'm like, I'm just never going to play it. it. And we played yeah. in the office, and we had so much fun. Yeah, it was, yeah. Yeah. It was like I just don't have time. Payday was another one. I was yeah, like, Payday was fucking. If dope. I, if I, if it was a different world, and I had a different job, and like I went home at night, I would play Payday. Yeah, you know what I mean. And the totally. same thing with DC Universe Online. I go through these. Moments are these peaks and valleys, right? Where I play it for you've seen me for mm-hmm. hours and hours and hours and hours on end, but then like I won't touch it for months. And then I, I, I will, I will say there's a very strong push around October every year for all of us in editorial to go back and play what we all agree will be the best games of right. the year. Like we don't go into the voting season blind. Like we, I played everything at the end of last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. almost everything. Lots of people are gonna be playing Nino Cooney and Guacamole at the end of this year. Well, yeah, I mean if they haven't played Guacamole yet, they're idiots because I'm gonna be championing that one hard at the end of the year. Yeah, me too. Hard. I don't know about the Nino Cooney shit because that looks like a hundred hours. And come on, yeah, it it, it looks exactly what it is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm trying to find a good final question. Here we go. This one comes from Adrian. He says, "Love you guys." Love Love you this too. question is for everyone. Beyond. Beyond. Bioshock, Infamous, Fallout. List in order which franchise you would like to see come out for Vita. There is no way you have a wrong answer. It's funny because we just talked about Infamous. Mm-hmm. It's definitely th- something I want. But I've said from from the get go that a Fallout game would be amazing. Mm-hmm. I want a west. I want, want a Western RPG on mm-hmm. that where I can just play and do these different side quests and run around a giant open world and do whatever I need to do. Yeah, I agree. I would be a Fallout and then Infamous. For yeah, me. for me too. And then Bioshock at the end. Yeah, Bioshock's fun. Yeah. Yeah, I mean Bioshock's my favorite of those three franchises. I'd say, but um, I don't know. I you th- th- I, I hear this a lot through this show and through you guys and stuff like that, but. Vita's not really considered something that people want to sit down and play in short bursts, right? Because all I ever hear from you guys is like, I want this huge, massive open world thing. I want this thing that goes for hours and hours. And then people are talking about, the, you know, you play a 3DS or an iPhone. Like, I did a mission, then I closed it, and then I got off the train. But see, that's to me, that's still the same thing. And, that, sure. and that's one of the reasons I'm excited for Dragon's Crown, is mm-hmm. the fact that I'm going to play a level, and I'm going to get that XP, and I'm going to have made my character better, and maybe it was just one little mission, but then I'm done. And that's the same thing with Fallout, where it would be, if I had a Fallout of Vita, you know, I would go and get whatever thing I need from the Holocaust areas and all these horrible, yeah. gr- horrible ghouls and stuff, and then I would fin- turn that quest in on the train and be done. And mm-hmm. then I, but I would still have this character in this world that I'm building. That's what I, I, I lose I when I play saying, games then. like Sunflower stuff. It's great games, and it's awesome, and then it's just like it's over, and I'm like, all right. Well, yeah, yeah. No, I, I see that. It's sort of like having smaller micro quests chained together in one giant open there you world. go exactly. i like that 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 makes sense for me too because that's that's how i play video games too is i'll sit down and i'll play for half an hour and i'll close it and then i'll play something else or go make dinner or whatever it is yeah i think i think i often talk about games that get vita and i think that the games that get vita the most are these robust experiences that that are playable in short bursts and we talked a lot about unit 13 as being one of those games and soul sacrifice is one of those games where yeah. you can play it for five or ten minutes and be totally fulfilled because you're like reaching towards something it's not like a super story-based game or whatever but i i still do want 
I think you know. I think Uncharted works great on Vita. Yeah, so like you can I, have both. actually you know. And I did say Bioshock because it is my favorite of the three. But I will probably suggest that it, that would be the worst game of of that bunch on Vita because if you took the graphics away from Infamous and you scale it down, it was still just about this open world city flying around on train tracks and zapping people and stuff like that. Great. If you took Fallout, you scaled it down. Like I mean, I've seen PCs running Fallout that shouldn't be running Fallout, and it's fine. But if you took Bioshock and you stripped away atmosphere and graphics and sound and the presentation and scope of a giant city like that, that and you just were here's a guy with a wrench and a crow hand <laughs> it's not i mean it's not the same to me it's yeah me, it's just it's you're playing a subpar first person shooter at that i mean i loved infinite uh bioshock infinite but it was like the city that i loved it was the sound and the art that i loved it was not the shooting people yeah the gameplay that's what my problem my yeah. hang up with it is. so i think I, I think stripping that down and putting it on vita would just be taking the best parts of that game removing them and leaving just the worst parts to play which there's no point in that yeah i hear that beyond yeah <laughs> ladies and gentlemen this has been podcast beyond episode 292 thank you for joining us on this journey remember we want the journey to never end join us every tuesday for a new show or wednesdays if goldfarb decides to fuck us over uh be part of the show beyond at ign.com all your questions all your concerns, all your love letters, all your nudes, send them our way. And then make sure you come to IGN.com, watch our videos, read our articles, pay our bills. That's what keeps the mics watch going. Watch Up at Noon with Greg and I. Watch yeah. Up at Noon every, every Monday. Monday at noon. Yeah. Uh, and then follow us on Twitter, at IGN is IGN. I'm at Game Over Greggy. Colin is at No Taxation. Brian is at Agent Bizzle. That's right. We end the show every week with watch a song. Watch my show, The Comedy Button. Watch or The Comedy Button. No, it's too late! It's on YouTube also. You can watch it there. No, you don't put up enough videos. Neither do you. Uh... I put up a ton of videos. I should put up more videos. <laughs> we will. Uh, yeah, we're on that. Uh, every song, every show ends with a song. You send them to beyond at IGN.com. We play them in this section called Ryan's Wrap-Up. This is a Ryan wrap-up success story, Colin. Chris writes in. Chris, friend of the show. Life in 24 frames. They've been on the show a few times. Chris writes in and says, Hey, guys. Just wanted to drop you a line and let you know that today, the single of Bitter End officially released to online outlets. We are super excited about it. Just wondering if you could get the word out. It's on iTunes, Google Play, Amazon, blah, 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 blah. But more importantly, anyone who wants to request the song at their local radio stations can now do so. Uh, He says, he points out, you might remember this song, uh, Ryan played the demo on his last show. So we thought it only fair to play Bitter End one more time from Life in 24 Frames uh, now that you can get it at real radio stations. Because those are just terrestrial radios just popping off left and right. Everybody, <laughs> everybody loves up. that stuff. About time. So, ladies and gentlemen, one last time. Bitter end. Life in 24 frames. Beyond. 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 My eyes go forth and go back again. As I try not to fall into love again Fall into love again Fall into love again Black nights keep the safe in each other's skin White lies will live on till the bitter end On till the bitter end On till the bitter end
This is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.